Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hour number two, 111 It's Friday. Thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate you. I'm Jeff. That is Tom. There's Director Matthew. How you guys doing? All right? Staying dry out there? You're in Tallahassee. The answer is no. For a month straight. Damn it, man. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cambridge. So don't forget to like and subscribe there on Warchant TV. Get the latest and share the wealth. Hey, congratulations real quick to Leonard Hamilton, honored as the uh, Joe... Lapchick Character Award winner, recipient, I should say, uh, this year. He is um, one of the uh, four recipients of this year's Joe Lapchick Character Award given annually to people who make the biggest impact on and off the basketball court. Uh, a lot of great names that have been honored previously. Uh, John Thompson from Georgetown, Tennessee's Pat Summit, Dean Smith, unfortunately Coach K. Uh, but the, there you what? go. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, so it is that FSU's all-time winningest coach uh, joins uh, some other legends on the hardwood as, as a winner of this character award, and it's not surprising. Good for you, Coach. Good for you. Saw him at uh, this year's basketball camp, and, man, he was uh, spirited as ever despite being a little banged up, a little hip surgery. Man. Yeah, he's had a lot, man. The Achilles, the hip, the whole deal. He was funny when I asked him about it because he had a little cane, and you know that eats at his pride. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, a little bit longer with his thing. I was like, how you doing? He's like, it's a bit much. It was a bit much to have to go through the Achilles and the hip all, all the same year. I'm like, damn it. Yeah, that is a bit much. But two seconds later, he was cracking a joke and talking about how fun it was to watch kids play basketball. So that's who that guy is. Well, hopefully he takes a cane to the ACC after this whole thing is done. Bounce back year. We could really use it as a program. And they've done well. At the you know the brink of what Listen, seems like it it's done and we much better off season than I would have given them credit for or thought they could have. Yes. Last two months have been phenomenal for the program's momentum. Update from the Open at St Andrews: the old course sees Cameron Smith at minus thirteen. Shot a sixty-four today. Cameron Young on his heels. He's only two under four the day, but did shoot a sixty-four yesterday, so he's at minus ten for the tournament. Rory McIlroy is also at minus ten. Right there with him, followed by Dustin Johnson, Terrell Hatton, Scotty Scheffler. You would notice that if you look at just the, the grouping here and the potential, I don't know how far down you want to go as we head into the weekend for those that have a chance, but the sevens are definitely in it. Oh, and it's tomorrow's only Saturday. So if you go shoot if you're John Rahm at four hundred and you shoot a sixty three tomorrow, you're in it. You got a shot. So I go all the way down to the minus four, minus three. Probably the cutoff right around there. You need to go really low if that's where you're sitting. But that would include names like Speeth. 
Rom. What a day for Harold Varner, who bounced back nicely and had a, himself a good round. Kind of spit the bit a little late. Uh, but you've got big names, again, all in that area. Matthew Fitzpatrick, of course, the U.S. Open champion. Victor Hovland is there. Patrick Cantlay, even Adam Scott, Scotty Scheffler. Of course, a lot of big, big, big names. Could be fun. Speeth's in that mix, too, at minus four. So we'll, we'll see. Um, looking forward to the weekend. That's the point I'm making, is that I think it has a chance to be great. Yeah, and it has a chance for somebody, even on a Sunday. You're right. If you're within touch, you're within four. You just go really low. You can go fire 62 out there if the weather's going to be like this. You know, I don't know that they can hide too many more pins in weird spots. It's They've undulating. tried. They've done it on top of hills, in the corner, everything right. else. Yeah. I don't know where else they can go. Now, maybe the RNA is like, oh, wait, do you see what we got for you on Sunday? But I don't think they want to do that. I think they want fireworks on a Sunday. They were trying to protect the course so that when we were getting to cut line, you weren't seeing scores at 18 or 19 under after two days of competition. But we'll see. It should. It's shaping up to have some kind of legendary battle between some collection of really good players. It's just the odds bear it out, so hopefully it, it happens that way. By the way, while I was give, doling out congratulatory remarks, and we're on the subject of golf real quick, Brooks Kepka is into the FSU Athletics Hall of Fame. Uh, Amanda DaCosta in from soccer. Uh, Tony Presley in swimmer. Emma Dutton is in. Uh, E.G. Green, Marvin Snoop Menace in. There are others. Uh, I'll just keep it to some of the big threes here. James Ramsey gets in for baseball as well. Uh, really, really good to mention those getting in. Congratulations to all of them who get into FSU's Athletic Hall of Fame. It would be a hell of an honor. Every time I go over to FSU and I'm walking around and I look down at the, at the names and I see all of the names and I think, man, how cool would that be many moons later? You're 40 years old, 50 years old. You come back with your kids or your grandkids if you're really up there, and you, your name is right there. And, and they've got them all lining the walkway. It's just awesome. It doesn't get old either, looking at those names as we walk into the practice fields yeah. or you know we have to go from practice to you know talk to Mike inside because it's raining or something like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. you just It never gets old to look at that walkway and to see the names because every once in a while there'll be somebody who surprises you. And you're like, oh, either oh yeah or I didn't know they went here. That's cool. I took a picture of uh, William Floyd's name and sent it to him as I was walking into practice last year. Uh, and the reason I, I, that, that touched me was, for whatever reason, I had never seen it, his name specifically, the, the, the block, the brick. And, you know, I first tackled or blocked, and he tackled and blocked me when we were nine, ten years old, ten years old. And I, it just hit me in that moment that when we were out there in St. Petersburg hitting each other with the Lakewood Junior Spartans and all that stuff, and I'm sitting there looking at that, and I'm like, look at my man. And now, obviously, I'm very well aware that he ended up uh, you know, winning a national championship and a Super Bowl, playing in the NFL, made the all-Madden team, all that kind of cool stuff. I'm all He was on the front cover of video games. All that stuff I'm aware of. But for whatever reason, in that moment, seeing that brick, it hit me of us being little kids – uh, he's a much better football player than I was, obviously. But us being little kids, hitting each other and having fun and laughing and talking and playing basketball in my front driveway, and I sit that to him, and, and uh, he, he smiled. He, he was happy. But, yeah, I would think that would be awesome. Well, that's because you're a good friend. You root for your other friends. Uh, the same way with my buddy Teddy, who when he came in because just, of injury. Teddy turned out to be a terrible human being, went to Miami. No, that was that was AJ. That oh, was AJ, Trump. sorry. AJ, yeah, AJ. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, Teddy played at Palm Harbor. He didn't uh, go to CCC. My bad. Yeah. And uh, when he came in because of injury to the Bucks Washington game in the playoffs, the year that we won oh, the Super Bowl, right? Of course. 
I, I wasn't a Bucks fan for about an hour and a half. I was a Teddy fan. I'm like, come on, because he lost one battle badly. But the rest of them, he won. He won individual every play. Yeah, he had the one play, and I texted you. I was like, uh-oh. I was like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> the other 19 are fine. Yeah. And uh, obviously, he didn't play the next week because they were looking for a, an upgrade. Uh, yeah. But it just, you, you root for guys, you can't believe it. Like, he was somebody in sixth grade, I scared him in the bathroom. He picked me up off the ground, choked me, pinned me against the wall. Well, that's a big man. That was his, that was his instinct, was just, yeah. Well, that's a strong person. He'd pick a human being. I know. I had to kick him in the boys to get let down. <laughs> but, like, stuff like that, like, I can't believe in a class of 28, I went with a Super Bowl champion. I was a friend with a Super Bowl champion. It's cool, isn't it? It's just cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very cool. No, I do, I think it's great what they do at Florida State with that. And I'm always, uh, you know, if, if you meet those players, the people you get to cover every now and again, I'm always uh, of the mindset that that just has to be one of, one of the great moments of your life to have that honor bestowed upon you. And I will say this, and not being snarky or angry or anything like that, I'm glad Brooks is getting in because he ain't going to achieve another damn thing in the world of golf because it's over. <laughs> Don't, was that what this whole thing was about? No, 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 okay. no. I'm letting you know. I mean, and, and by the way, what he achieved is amazing, but he doesn't care clearly anymore. And so it's just like, okay, all right, good. Glad you got it in because it was a run for the ages. Right, yes. He might care in a year or two, but not currently. You're correct. Doesn't he, care at all. He became everything he proclaimed to hate, I, which is tough. Yeah. That's well, a toughie. I'm not, well, <laughs> Soft being the first thing. Big Chief time. amongst them. Marcus, I'm sorry I missed your uh Friday, uh, happy Friday wish to us. And so it is that I say happy Friday back to you. Thanks for all the updates. FSU-related extra things for the right amount of irreverence and silliness sprinkled in. Try. We try. Uh, you got to have plenty of that, too, by the way. Uh, irreverence, silliness, all of it. Uh, especially when you're talking about sports. But it's a passion. We certainly care. And I can feel myself caring more by the hour as we get really close to the start of football. And that's why I'm just so glad we, no matter how you know how insignificant next week is to the big picture of Florida State football, meaning ACC and what's going to happen to the conference and what the long-term oh, yeah, prospects the, the ten-year are. viability. Right. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter what that may be, I am excited because of what it signifies, what it indicates, and I'm also noticing, and you guys probably are too, all of you. This becomes the more frequent topic of conversation with your friends and your family. Uh, I'm going to assume if you're listening to a me and or, and or watching on Warchant TV that uh, you're passionate about Florida State, you're passionate about football in general, you're passionate about sports. So that means that you probably have surrounded yourself, as most human beings do, with like-minded folks or people that have a similar interest, at least in some realm. My guess is that bond is sports, and so therefore your texts, your late-night calls or whatever are becoming more and more centered around the upcoming season. And that, too, is always fun. I used to talk about forever uh, the process. We engage in the process. We engage in the system. I had a system, but bookstores are virtually no more, unfortunately. But that, that process, that system... It started with the release of the video game, which also doesn't happen anymore. Come on, we're in the NIL world. Let's go. Get it together, It started EA. with the release of the video game. Uh, it would involve uh, 10 cups of coffee. Uh, for me, at Borders or something like that, where I'd sit and read the preseason magazines, bring them home with you, and then you're like, well, I don't know, really probably didn't need to purchase all of these. I wonder what they thought about Duke. You know, and then you, you go through that process team by team, have some fun with it, and then the phone calls start. For mine, uh, for, for me, it was always big to get that call from Dad. And it was, uh, and I, it still happens, uh, where we talk about uh, the upcoming season, my what he thinks my prospect, you know, what I 
tell him I think it's going to happen, and then what's his schedule this year? I, I'm always interested because not he'll be here just because I always want to see him. But then as a booster, somebody who's been coming to games for decades, and you know how many games will he come to in a given year? That's always a good gauge of how somebody removed from the program feels about where the program is. So is he planning to come for like the Duquesne game? Uh, no, he will not okay. come. He's skipping the Duquesne game. To the Duquesne game. Is yeah. he going to New Orleans? Yes. He's going to have a good all time right. and, and, and go to New Orleans, and then he's going to go to uh, – he'll be at all the other home games. Okay. So, he'll yeah, he'll be here. He's still season ticket holder, still coming. Um, Yeah, man, it's uh, – Is he down to two, or does he have four these days? Tickets? Yeah. Four. Four? Still has okay. four. It used he's, to be six or eight. Was that what it was? It was six, and then okay, it got yeah. to four, and he's keeping four. He keeps threatening to make it two. Um, well, he gets mad at me. He's always like, well, listen. It would be lovely to take my son he's to like, the game. Mr. Big Time Media Guy, yeah. you just do it. You stand up on the roof or you go into the press box, you know, come sit with me. I'm like, well, but now you yeah. take your grandkids. He does that at Corner Pocket on Friday hey, in bitches. front of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, I'd love to take my son to the game. Tom, would you like to go? I'm sorry, I got a, I've got the post game show. I, I I went last year with him to along with both my boys. So it was me and and their granddad. They call him Opa. So it was me, Opa, Bryce, and Clark for the Miami game in the stands, cheering our heads off. No media responsibilities, just being a fan, just being loud, just cheering on the Knolls. And that was as rewarding a football experience centered around a Florida State football game as I've had in a very long time, maybe ever. It was unreal because not only was the game great and riveting and down to the wire, but my kids are of the age now where they will always remember that game and they were having a blast and they were into it. And then, of course, you know, that last, the comeback is insane. Well, you got to do that for the Florida game then, right? Yeah, uh, probably, yeah. Are you now, like, screwed for Thanksgiving because it's the day after? Does that mean by default you have to have a giant Thanksgiving at your home the day no, before? No, 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 I never, no, no. I'm, I wonder about that for some people in Tallahassee. Like, yeah. Are you now inherently the host of Thanksgiving for your Knoll friends who stay with you? No, uh, they can all go to hell. Uh, no, we're not doing that. Um, there will be none of that. I will be... Go to a restaurant, if anything. No, we try to... Well, yeah. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. It, it'll be a relaxed, quiet time at the Cameron household for uh, Thanksgiving. It, it's the culmination of a long year, Tom. That is, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, that that Saturday is going to be a fun day now. Rivalry Saturday after the season's awesome. over, and we're looking forward to our bowl game. Man, that'll be good. Big bowl game too, because oh, at yeah. that point, when you win nine games, you're really destined for something Come on, great. On pinstripe bowl. I've been wanting it for a long time, too, but I'd love to go to the Pinstripe Bowl. That would be something. By the way, make sure you go see my man, T-Spark Roofing and Construction. If that's what you need, if you're thinking about uh, the the roofing needs or a build-out or any sort of – and I'm thinking about it, redoing the bathroom. I'll be calling my buddy T-Spark to make sure it gets done. Travis and his crew are great, and obviously uh, I recommend them highly if you're here in town. Give them a call today, 766-1340. Get a free quote today at tsparkconstruction.com. It's Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, or Chat TV. 
passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Did you wave goodbye to Andre Pilat? It's been yeah. real. It's been a hell of a run, man. Yeah. That was a toughie. That one was tough. I don't know why we kept Kalorn, but uh, okay. Well, now you've lost, you know, if you think about it for us, uh, you know, whatever, Johnson, Gord, Pilat, I mean, you get going down the list of guys just one by one. So the reload is on for the next year or two because, uh, long story short, the players owe the league money because they had their salaries paid out at 100% during COVID. Mm-hmm. After that, the cap's going to go up like 10 or $12 million at minimum in a year. Yeah, let's go. So if you can get there, then you can reload and attract new free agents, and that's what they're trying to do. So you have to tell some people you don't want to say goodbye to. Peace. That day was coming, though, right? We knew it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. we knew it. Uh, looks like the All-Star game, by the way, as an aside, will go off without a, a hitch. It was looking bad for a moment. There was about to be a strike. I don't know if people realize that. The not it wouldn't affect us in viewing, but constri- the uh, the uh, the uh, concession workers is what I'm trying to say. We're all peace in out. L.A. Yeah, yeah. really. They were, like, they were going on strike. Nobody was going to be able to get anything. Oh my god! Yeah. That's, wow. <laughs> I have, I have uh, no idea. Yeah, I've enjoyed thoroughly uh, for the last month, and I know I'm in the minority. A lot of baseball. It's been great. I've enjoyed it. Not the minority anymore here. Like I, I would watch the Mets, but uh, I fell in love with the sport again up in up north. It's just when you're around people who love it, it's easy to fall back in love, and it's great also, right now. Also, it's good right now. It's, yeah. That's the other point. It's really good right now. If you're just joining us, another uh, update here real quick. Again, uh, Cam Smith, Cam Young, 13 under is the lead with Cameron Smith in the, uh, leading the way. Cameron Young just behind him. Rory McIlroy is still out on the course and is three shots back of the lead at minus 10. So that's where we see. Hey, you just parred the par five. Come on, man. Come on, Rory. Let's go. What the hell are you doing? That's how Tiger won so many of his majors. You look at his par five scoring, the dude just tore them up. And uh, when he fell apart, he was shooting close to even around those par fives. Yeah, at some point catches up with you, but um, – Rory's game is in good shape right now, so it'll be it'll be fun to watch. He's confident. Even his wedges look really good right yeah, now. He's so. putting the cover off the ball. I know you said that he's been pretty good recently, but he if you look at the exponential rise in the last year, his strokes gain stats are through the roof. Yeah. Um, I'm actually really, really pleased to, with, with his game right now, he, and he seems comfortable with the role of being a leader and responsible, and, and, and he knows you got to go play well if you're going to do that. It's funny because in football – if we bring it back to FSU football, I remember years ago when I first started covering the team, and they had so many alpha personalities because that you know 1998, 1999, 2000, 2001. They still had 
larger-than-life personalities that led the way for those football teams. And there, so there was no dearth of, of leaders. But when we moved into the lost decade and it became obvious that they were a flawed team, the coaching was getting worse, there were a lot of things that needed uh, people to kind of fill the void in that leadership role. I remember asking a player one time about that and, and – it was the first time I'd ever really, I mean, it makes sense now. And it's, I think a lot of people probably already realized this, but I didn't at the time. And they're like, yeah, well, cause I, I, re I won't say who the player was, but I referenced a fairly charismatic player and asked about leadership. And their response was to the extent of, well, he's been hurt. And so it's really tough to lead. And I, and I was like, but, you know, they, they still hear every day. And then, like, if you're not playing every Saturday and winning and playing well, you can't lead. They were, like, very straightforward with that. And that's why when you hear from injured players, the devastation they feel, like, you'll hear it happens every year. Player gets hurt. Player X gets hurt in the NFL. And that player is interviewed in the middle of a rehab stint on the sidelines or something like that. And now we caught up with so-and-so and asked him about how it's going. They look like they're on in hell. They don't want to be there because they know they're not of any use, and they feel there's a shame. There's yeah, yeah. and it's not there. Yeah. I mean, it's football. You're gonna get hurt, but if you if you're having to go to the facility every day to rehab, it's almost like you don't want to be seen. Like just I'm gonna go do my rehab. You guys go to war. You guys got to do your thing. You're actually out there on the field every week. I've got this bum ankle or this bum knee or hamstring or whatever it is. They don't want to have to interact because until you can be out there sacrificing physically in that way every day and produce, it's it's hard to lead. It's hard to lead. I don't think that this team has any shortage of potential candidates to lead. They've got a lot of them. Three of them are going to the ACC kickoff. But there are a lot of guys that will have an opportunity. Obviously, you have to hope that Jordan Travis, who's had a real hard time staying healthy, Hopefully Jordan Travis will be able to stay healthy and can be that guy on the offense. I think I don't know who else would be. Uh, that's a tough question, you know, because maybe Gibbons would be for the segment group, but I don't know that yeah. you know skill position players. Would lose. All right, Dylan, what do we do? You know, that just doesn't that doesn't. Feel no, it's right. Jordan, and yeah. by definition, the quarterback obviously has to be a leader. And yeah. I don't. And I'm. This is not a shot. I'm not taking a shot at Jordan because I also think, to a certain degree leadership roles are a little overblown. The press loves to talk about who is the leader and you know how much does it mean. Executing playing well matters more than whether or not you have leadership skills. You'll lead by example if you go out and kick ass. Like instead of asking these players uh, this week about PRPs and who's stepped up and who's leading, it's who gets mad if somebody doesn't show up. You know, there's your question. Yeah. You know, who's the one? Who's the uh, Lamarcus Joiner or Telvin Smith that kicks down a door if they don't show up to PRPs? That's the thing about the 2013 team is that there were no shortage of guys who were very, very vocal, also very, very talented. So they kicked ass on the field. They demanded of their teammates the same levels of sacrifice and focus off the field. All of that happened. Yeah, that's one of my big talking points from that season is the Jameis speech before Clemson. Look where he's standing. Is he standing at the front of the room where right. the leaders are? Right. Or is he adding to what they're doing? He, he was adding to, he what, was they adding to what they were doing. Yeah. Now, he was the star, so that's what made the TV broadcast. But they zoom out just before they cut to the bus going around the dumb stadium. For 10 minutes? Right, right. And you see, there's you know Wilder and Jernigan and Telvin and LaMarcus. And Can you imagine? What are you going to say to Jernigan? Ooh. 
Here's your ox- oxygen mask, <laughs> sir. <laughs> that's, that's it. What a beast. Boy, was it the flu? The outright flu? A stomach flu? I forget. In the national championship? Yeah, yeah. Because he was on the sidelines. Couldn't and, breathe. And we were panicking as a fan base. I know. Well, he was puking, if you saw, on the yeah. one time. He couldn't yeah. breathe. Uh, that was remarkable because he was such an impactful player. And you're like, no, no, no. I understand you feel like you're going to die. And it's easy for us to stay here. Still on a knee. Like, he's still on a knee. Yeah. <laughs> like, get that man some damn air. Let's go. Yeah. That was tough. He was. He was sick. And he was playing through it because he's a badass. He was doing everything he could to get back out there. I miss him. Come back and solve for the future momentarily. Chef Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio Warchant TV. Libations Friday rolling on. Good to be with you. Thanks for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Jeff Cameron Show. And uh, it's time to solve for the future from our friends at ISF. They've been a great partner with the Jeff Cameron Show. It's been fun having them on this year and gotten to know the fine folks at ISF. They do great work and um, they're, they're fun to be associated with and, and, to, and to work with. And we appreciate them being on board with us. By the way, if you don't know what ISF is, the partner that I'm speaking of, they are a national management and IT consulting firm. Uh, They're located right here in Tallahassee, despite being a national management IT consulting firm. Uh, and they help uh, state governments using strategy, process, technology, helping solve the future, obviously. That's the name of the segment. Uh, and a trusted, trusted advisor for state governments have been for a long time. And they know the importance of uh, having a clear and detailed strategy and so it is that we talk about the Knowles getting ready to start fall practice and uh, strategize and think about the upcoming football season. Your friends and my friends at ISF can help you organize, create a strategy that sets you on a path to success. Go check them out, ISF.com. I would say, Tom, there was a question in the chat that we could utilize for this segment, Solving for the Future. And, and while I don't agree with the person who, who wanted to to go about it by starting this individual, I do see the need uh, to get him some time uh, as early as possible. And we're talking about uh, the Rotomaker, as you like to call him. Mm. How much do you play Tate in that first game against Duquesne? Now, Duquesne, folks, Duquesne would get blown out by Jacksonville State. Just so you know, this is not, I mean, it's not a losable game. Now, if by chance they lost the game, then it really wouldn't matter what we did the rest of the way. You would fire every coach on the spot. And I would call for it, and I hope that, that if that were to ever happen, they would fire him on the spot. But they're not going to lose that game. Odell would be like, again? Yeah. No, they're, they're not going to lose that game. It really isn't going to be close. There's zero chance of it being close. Um, so when when you, you know, you have to balance this, you know, because a game is a game. It is different than practice. And you want Jordan and these receivers and this offensive line to go through a game like this and where and to feel comfortable and get into a rhythm and be ready to play the much bigger game, which is the LSU game. So score, if you throw score out of it, irrelevant. Let's say it's 28 to nothing in the second quarter. We're working on things. I'm not worried about people's feelings. Duquesne got the money to come here and they're paid handsomely to come take this ass beating. What where would the cutoff point be? Would you just play a half? You get guys out of there because you don't want them to get hurt, obviously. How much of this is a balancing act between 
the reps that you need to get Jordan Travis and what I think will be valuable reps potentially down the line uh, and, and at least getting him comfortable for Tate Rodemaker. I think some of that will be influenced by the performance of Jordan Travis Correct. in fall camp because that will tell you how much he needs to work on ahead of the LSU game. And whether it's a principle of the offense that you don't want to show on film, but it's close enough that you can work on it, maybe that would say that you need an extra drive or two, you know, versus not. But, the, you know, they were screwed during the spring game by the wind. There's no doubt about that. We were indoors. We couldn't even do an outdoor remote because the wind was too strong. There was an advisory. So that yeah. hurts the passing game. But at the same time, the way that thing was constructed and the position that the quarterbacks were not put in to succeed that day does actually parlay itself into a little concern that I have for this game plan for Duquesne because Tate needs to play with the first-team offensive line and Tate Correct. needs to play with the first-team receivers. You've got to get game reps to build chemistry. It's fine that he and Kentron get along and that they've got chemistry. That's cool, and that can help you in a game. It can. But Tate's got to get used to working with Pittman and with hopefully Winston Wright. I don't know. That's probably too soon. But Johnny Wilson and Pokey, he's got to get used to working with the, the running backs, communicating to Benson and Treshawn Ward how to get to their protections and do what they need to do. All of these things are critical because yeah, you're probably you. going to have, probably going to have at minimum a drive where he's got to come in over the course of the season, well, let alone a quarter or a half. History tells you that that is absolutely going to happen. The other thing is, and I would say that whether – well, I say it especially because Jordan has never gotten through a season healthy, but I would I would say it anyhow because it's football. People get hit. It happens. Get the wind knocked out of you, sprain your shoulder, twist an ankle, you miss a series, maybe you miss a quarter. Who knows? you got to go in the tent. It happens all the like, time. You can't be sentenced to death meaning from a football sense, because your starting quarterback got hurt. There are plenty of games in which people's starting quarterbacks miss a series or a quarter or a half, and they aren't guaranteed to lose said game. But when Jordan Travis missed time a year ago, that Katie barred the door, the ass kicking was coming. That's all there was to it. Yeah, assign a percentage to the likelihood that Tate will be in at quarterback, and it's an important moment this season. I, I Over 90? I think it's better than 50%. I feel like it's 90-plus well, for a series at one series. I'm not saying a quarter, or I'm not saying yeah, a half or a game. Well, and that is partly, again, because Jordan runs a lot, and, and you know, you're gonna, you just land wrong, whatever. You know, you get speared, it happens. It's, it's So, yeah, okay, fair enough. The other thing, I, which is really interesting and so beneficial to having 10 new bodies for fall camp versus last year's fall camp on the offensive line, is the work that you can get A.J. Tuffy during fall camp. You know, Tate had a okay enough offensive line that when twos went out there in spring you could see the growth yeah he played he had he a played fair well. he fighting had, chance to show the growth he had a good uh, a good spring it was not shown in the spring game but aj yeah. had no chance that line i don't even know half the dudes you're also, finally going to know the players that are in front of him when the threes go out there in camp yeah the uh the other problem for aj was he you know we sometimes forget there is a world of difference from having just played high school football and coming in here and playing college football. And at times, he looked completely lost. That is not a knock. That's any true freshman who's an early enrollee rolling in here to have to try to learn this offense along with dealing with the speed of the game, lackluster receivers to boot, when like there's people just running wide open. So he had a lot of things that, 
you could tell he was processing. Well, he learned how fast defensive lines were <laughs> because it was a turnstile, and and that's only natural. But I mean, with the threes, you're talking about Jared Jackson and a stud freshman going against walk-ons essentially on the offensive line. So his his development should take a huge leap forward because the reps he's going to get in practice, you would think you're going to have a fighting chance to have a little bit more time. But the point back to Tate is it's absolutely critical. I would err on the side of you need more time with Tate than less time with Tate. Like I, I wouldn't give Jordan the extra series. I'd give Tate the extra series. You need the insurance policy to be more robust because these two games that follow Duquesne are well, going to set the course for your job security. Yeah, they're your season. Duquesne is whatever. You already know it. The, the the Louisville game after the LSU game, this is the whole thing, man. If you if you can go one and one in those two games, of course, assuming you've already beaten Duquesne, then you're two and one and you're you're ready. Here you're we go. You're hosting Boston College. You're, well, and yep. you know, you, then you get Wake and no, it's it's Wake after that, isn't it? Oh, is it Wake? No. Yeah, yeah I think I'll check it. Double check it. I think it's I think it's Wake. Um, but I could be wrong. Either way. That's BC followed by Wake. Okay, BC followed by Wake. Either way, you if you're going to have the kind of season that allows for real momentum to build, both on the field and then in recruiting, you can't lose to both those games. It's all over but the shouting if you go 0-2 in those two games. Can't happen. Got to go at least 1-1. Obviously, knock on wood, you'd prefer a robust 2-0 and record in those games because all of a sudden then you might have a little momentum. You might have a little bit of uh, a potential for some guys who aren't looking at you right now, not yep. at least not seriously, to start looking you at you. You could bring them in for the Wake game and you're ranked because if you beat Boston College, you're 4-0. and I mean, that uh, Wake game's a Cat 5 maintain. Ryan, I see you on the chat. It's a Cat 5 maintain. If, you, if you're in that situation. 3-1 or 4-0, either way. But I'm, yeah, but if you're 4-0, and oh, buddy. Even 3-1, and I'd take... Uh, obviously, anybody would, given where we've been. But the following week is on the road at NC State, so you know you'd, you'd like really? to yeah, yeah. you want to put that Wake Forest win in the back pocket with a raucous crowd at Doe Campbell Stadium, be four and one, rolling up to Raleigh. That would be big. You think? My God, the love chat came in firing just now on the chat. Four of them all at once. No, that, that's what they do always. They're like pepper, 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 pepper. I don't know if that's pepper. Let's but, look yeah. at some butts. That is solving for the future from our friends at ISF. They've got a good sense of humor. They'll like the way I ended the segment. (laughs) Oh, man, that's fun. Do some probables and wrap it up here in a moment. Damn, Victor Hoplin having himself a day here. Let's do it. Let's get to these. Uh, let's get to these probables, Tom. Some uh, baseball action to kick off the weekend should be good. Here we go. It's time for how you say with the pitching uh, probables. Marlins Kyle Gibson by the way director Matthew Kyle Gibson is staring down the buckos on MLB the show tonight when I get home (laughs) 
I saw projected starter Kyle Gibson. He's going to be taking on JT Brubaker, buddy. You'll see. <laughs> In the video game world, anyhow. Sandy Alcantara. Oh, man, tough way to start a series for you. Sandy's been Bob Gibson. Quite literally. Braves, Nats, Ian Anderson, and Patrick Corbin. We've got the Red Sox, Yankees. Red Sox just got swept by the Rays. Nathan Avaldi goes for the Red Sox. Jordan Montgomery going for the Yankees. The Royals and the Blue Jays square off. Zach Greinke, Alec Manoa, Tigers, Guardians. Still sounds weird to say. Drew Hutchison and Zach Plezak. Orioles, Rays. Tyler Wells. Luis Patino. Hey, man, the Orioles are kind of a pleasant little surprise. Did you say Patino? I did. You know the Orioles are over 500? I did. Here comes a fastball. <laughs> Mariners, Rangers, Robbie Ray. Hey. Matt Bush. Oh. A's, Astros, Cole Irvin, Jake Odorizzi. White Sox, Twins, Michael Capek. Devin Smeltzer. Freaking Smeltzer. Reds, Cardinals, Hunter Green, Andre Palat. What? Palante. Oh. Pirates, Rockies, Jose Quintana. Man, that creep can roll. He'll be getting traded real soon. Herman Marquez going to the Rockies. Dodgers, Angels, Clayton Kershaw, and Patrick Sandoval. D-backs, Padres, Madison Bumgarner, U Darvish, Brewers, Giants, Brandon Woodruff, Alex Wood. I like watching Brandon Woodruff pitch. That's a big boy. I hate the Brewers, but that's a big son bitch right some, there. <laughs> He's big. Some wood on Woodruff crime tonight. Yeah. Woodruff, he, I wouldn't I wouldn't dig in if I were in the box against Woodruff. He will throw it at you. Hard. Mets, Cubs, postpone. That's hurtful. You that know, does suck. It was a 2.20 start, Eastern. You can't just wait till tonight? Well, yeah, what are we doing? So they're doing a split doubleheader tomorrow. Yeah, I know it. Well, tomorrow's doubleheader will start with Juan Walker for the Mets and Marcus Stroman for the Cubs, and that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. You know, here's something that I think is pretty well universally agreed upon. This right here is delicious. I'm holding a Ritz cracker. It is delicious. You can never go wrong. Do you think that everybody agrees with that? I think... The approval rating for a Ritz cracker is through the roof. It's got to be, right? It's, I'd set the over-under at 80.5%. I was going to say, how many people uh, would, you know, rather vociferously argue against Ritz crackers? Not many. They're delicious. In fact, you know, if you think about the vast superiority of this particular cracker, you realize that you could get those sorry square crackers that are awful. They start with a K. I can't remember what. It's. Wait, the saltine crackers? Yeah, they're awful. Those are premium brand, right? Those are, Those are premium yeah, in all caps. Garbage. Nabisco. Garbage. This is what I'm talking about right here. Ritz. Throw some peanut butter on it. Forget about it. Well, peanut butter on a Ritz cracker. Can't think of many snacks better than that. Very few. I think if I go straight to the YouTube uh, page, I can add a poll question. And I'll just ask Ritz yes or no because we've got like you know six minutes. No, but I think it's ninety-eight or ninety-nine yeah. percent uh, that yes. Well, I mean, I yeah, I think without question it is. It's fantastic. Who do you want to win the Open, Rory McIlroy? Yep, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get hurt by him. 
Yeah, you're investing in it. Uh, me too. Although Cam Smith is who I have, uh, you know, in a money pool, <laughs> so it wouldn't suck for me to see Cam Smith uh, play real well in the, the, into the weekend. He's also due to win a major. He's been really good, and you're kind of like, yeah, he kind of has to win one of these here shortly. You know, him and Will Zalatoris are guys that every week you're like, oh, gotta happen at some point here. Been really, really good. I'm talking about. You know, there are futures, by the way. I saw one today. Tell me if you like this one, gang. Little Big Daddy J at the end of the show. Over, under, you ready? Lamar Jackson interceptions on the season. Ooh. It's 13 and a half. Ah, I was going to guess. Mm-hmm. I was going to say 12 and a half. So under. You're going to go under? Mm-hmm. I'll go under there, too. Uh, over, under. Did you see he's gotten a little jacked? Has he? Yeah. He's, he's got to get a he's, – he's not a great quarterback, by the way. Um, Commanders over under wins on the season eight and a half. Good number. I want to guess some of these. Good number. That is a good number. I'm gonna go under. I think as under as well. Yeah. All right. You want to guess this one? Then I'll give you another NFL All future right. to bet. Let's do it. Derek Carr yards past four. Ooh man. Uh well if I get within a couple hundred, that should be pretty Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's understandable. Forty seven fifty. Four thousand three hundred and fifty and a half. Over. Devontae Adams, baby. Let's go. Yeah, it's 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 not bad. Uh you could see where that Waller Adams? Yes, sir. And they'd like to throw out of the backfield too. All right, I'm gonna give you another one, buddy. Over under AJ Dillon rushing touchdowns. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, eleven tough. and a half. Oh God, no! Way under. It's a five and a half is the number. Well, I'm going over. I guess so. Resoundingly, you've got him rushing for more than five and a half touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna hawk him. The old Allstott effect. First and goal at the one. Oh, here we go. Another cheapy for Lang. That is. The- <laughs> It's fun. It's fun. But what I, the, the whole, the joy of this is that we are in a situation where player props are, are coming down the uh, pike every day now. There's a ton of them. You're in a death circle on the, I just switched over to the feed on the chat. You're just at a. It's going in and out over here, but it looks okay currently on my heads up display. My HUD looks good. People can hear you. That's all that matters. I can. Oh, are you a death spiral? No, you are. I'm uh, not. I'm looking beautiful I'm showing, right I'm, here. I'm moving back and forth. No, you're yeah, you're, like you're in death spiral. You're you're absolutely done. I do want to uh, note yet again the schedule for Matthew the- looks like he's in a death spiral. Yeah, so I guess things worried. are not going well. All right, here's the bottom line. As we round out the show, I want to say this: next week's schedule is weird, so you're gonna have to bear with us. We're working, but Tuesday you will have a show for Seminole headlines. It's gonna be recorded this weekend. Um, you know, obviously I will be here Monday live with you guys. All good. We don't know what Wednesday, Thursday is going to look like, uh, but we are going to go ahead and grab a bunch of interviews and do all that good stuff and, uh, be able to, um, you know, secure interviews with Mike Norvell and of course the three players. I look forward to that. So that, that'll be content. And then after that, we hit the ground running, buddy. That's the end of it. I see what you're talking about with the death spiral. Yeah, now it's happening it's to happening. you. I just, you know, Florida State is going to tell us they have to by definition when camp starts. Like, I think, you know, they want us to show up and cover it. I, man, set the over under at midnight on Friday into Saturday because I could see them. They like doing the Friday luncheon. 
and you know launching of camp. Maybe they'll do it Saturday Don't instead. you think that's one week from right now? Yeah. You mean to tell me you don't think they would let us know that we're going to be covering football one week from right now? I It was kind of up against it for the spring. I, I mean, think that they're excited I don't think they're going to start Monday, the following Monday after the ACC kickoff. That feels like too much time. Right, but I will tell you this. I talked to somebody yesterday, and I'll just put this out there because it's kind of fun to talk about. They like their team, the coaching staff. They like yeah. the team. They like the team. No, I'm not. I'm not saying like they're smart. Last year they didn't go on and on about what they thought the uh, team was well, going to do. They were telling recruits six and six. Yes, that's did. what they they were aspiring to get to five hundred. Correct. Year. So yeah. last year, by definition of what they ended up telling people was that they thought they were pretty average at best. Right. They they like their team this year. Now they're not dumb enough to go out there and say we're going to win nine games. But I think behind the scenes they're telling recruits that they expect to be better than six and six. So, and I don't know what numbers, if they're actually promising a number, but I do think they're saying, yeah, we're, we're a pretty good team this year. And, you know, I, if they're healthy, if they're healthy. If they're, yes. The schedule lays out nicely. It's as nice as you can get it. Yeah, it's not an easy schedule, but it does lay out nicely. Right. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthews. Sorry about the technical glitches late in the show. For those that were watching, be Glitch. good. Have, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. That much is for sure. Be good, everybody.